Welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. I am so happy you're here. If you want to create a beautiful home that isn't cookie cutter or a trendy copy of someone else's, you're in the right place. And if you don't want to hurt your wallet or the planet to get one of those dream homes. And you can get started with my brand new quiz called Fix My Room. It's actually more of an assessment tool, but the word quiz, I think, sounds better because it's it's really easy to do. Just answer 20 multiple choice questions and you'll be pinpointing why your room isn't working, why it feels off, and why maybe your previous efforts haven't really panned out. Or maybe you're fairly happy with your room, but you want to make sure that your design choices are going in the right direction. Visit our website at slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later in the show. Now, let's dig into this week's episode. Hi, we're Karen June and Zandra of Little Yellow Couch. Welcome to our fifth season of the Style Matters podcast. This show is for people with real lives and real homes, the kinds of lives and homes that have constraints, are sometimes messy, and never perfect. But despite all of this, if you're still obsessed with creating a home you love, this podcast is for you. And this season, we want to hear from you. If you're struggling with some aspect of your home, maybe we can help. We'll be answering your questions in our upcoming episodes. So email us at info at littleyellowcouch.com and feel free to ask us anything. This week, we talk with one of our favorite people on Instagram, Lisa Dawson. Her dramatic style immediately pulled us in, but it's her personality that has us hooked. You'll know what we mean once you start listening. In this episode, we chat about getting rid of a perfectly good kitchen, developing an aesthetic that doesn't care about other people's opinions, and how to do everything on a budget. You can find her on her blog, lisadawsonstyling.com, take one of her workshops if you're lucky enough to live in Northern England, or dive right into her Instagram feed. You'll be so glad you did. Here we go. Well, thank you so much for, for doing this. We're really excited to talk to you. Love your style. Thank love you. your home. Yeah. So, love your sense of humor on your blog. Yes, yes. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so <laughs> glad you read it. I'm always totally shocked when anybody reads it. I'm like, God, it's so amazing. Thank you. Thanks so much. Well, I did have to Google a few words because my uh, oh. my British slang is not that great. Right. But that was just made it even more fascinating. More fun, for right, me. right. <laughs> well, just start by asking how you started blogging. It seems like you've been on Instagram much longer and sort of the Instagram is what came first. Is that is that true? Yeah, that's absolutely right. So I've been Instagramming. Well, probably I've been using Instagram. I've always liked taking photos. So I've been using Instagram for about probably five years, maybe even six years. Okay. And uh, I was just, put, you know, posting pictures of my dinner and my mm. children and all that sort of stuff that you do. Right. And then in March of this year, I started posting pictures of uh, of my home, which I hadn't done before. And I started using hashtags again, which I hadn't really done before. And it was just amazing. And within moments, I had hundreds of likes. It was ridiculous. When you have so now over was... 12,000 followers. So it's, Absolutely. it's I know. You have a it's great madness. feed. 
God, it's amazing. So I started um, putting pictures on, and then before I knew it, I had loads. And the conversation on Instagram is astonishing. People are always chatting, and you know, it's great. Loads, everybody's always asking questions. So I got asked so many questions about what I had in my home that I thought, you know what, I should just, I just might start writing a blog. So <laughs> um, about three or four months ago, I did my first blog post, and um, since then, it's just got better and you know bigger and bigger and I'm always just totally overwhelmed by how many people read it I'm just like god it's just mad but I love it and it's really and I get so much lovely feedback from it and it's so nice um talking to people you know and people talk on Instagram sorry that was my phone with eBay (laughs) with eBay I've got an eBay alert. I've got to go check that. <laughs> that terrible. We will pause if you need to bid. We totally yeah. understand. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's how it kicked off. And yeah. now um, I'm doing it weekly, which is quite it's quite hard work actually doing it weekly, yes, but yes. I love it. And um, I so far have not run out of things to write about. So well, I'm just going to keep going. And as long as anybody wants to read it, then I'll just carry on writing. Well, you, I, it all started because you were getting questions. So the blog is very, um, it's, it's oriented toward answering common questions, dilemmas, things that have, people have, are working on or working through. And so it's, it's, a, it's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. I really aim hugely towards doing it on a budget. As yes, well. Yeah. So let's so, talk about that. Yeah, that is my absolute aim. Um, doing something as cheaply as possible, but as well as possible. Um, I think I discovered vintage furniture probably about 15 years ago through eBay, you know, buying stuff. And um, I bought a sofa on eBay for £10, which is what, $15 or something. And it was, um, it was a huge big gray velvet heel sofa. And it was such a bargain. And ever since I did that, I was like, why am I paying full price for anything? <laughs> Which is awful, isn't it? So I, it, it put me off buying furniture brand new. And also that whole idea about recycling and reusing and pieces with history is what I absolutely love about thrift and charity shop buying. Right. And I think more and more people, um, I know that you in the States are far more into it than people here in the UK. And when I went on Instagram and I discovered people like Jennifer Harrison and Erica Reitman who are like completely into it all, you know, they love it. It's brilliant. And they have um, really taken it to a new level. And that's the sort of level that we need over here, you know. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, so over here, um, we're not quite so, they haven't quite got it yet. Not not to the extent that you have in in the States, I Which don't is think. so funny because we always think of the States as being the new country where we don't have the history and... I mean, Karen lives partly in Greece, and she was just saying the other day about how, what were you saying? Like, there's no such thing as a garage sale or a yard oh, sale? Oh, no, and, and, you know. Or antiques, my, really? Well, there are antiques, but they tend to really be antiques and on the higher end. That's so true. People don't do it over here either. I'm always so jealous when I see everybody, all the things that they score on, on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, nobody does that over here. They don't do the yard sale or the garage sale. It just doesn't happen. Um, so our, our, you know, our thrifting is limited to charity shops. And, you know, like you were just saying about antiques in Greece, is that over here, you know, you have antique shops, but it's hugely expensive. You know, right. antique shops are just ridiculous money so you know just finding that sort of the secondhand shop is a lot more um difficult than it is over in the states i think yes right right you were talking Mm. a second ago about the why to buy 
vintage versus buying something new. In fact, you have a post about that on, on your blog. And what, mm-hmm. I, what I loved about one of the things you said is you talked about particular furniture that is so useful back when people bought specific furniture for specific uses. Like, um, I think you mentioned a place to store silverware in the dining room. You sort of have some key pieces that you feel are so smart to have in your home that, that aren't Absolutely. necessarily produced yeah, anymore. And the sideboard is one of my absolute all-time faves. Sideboards, I don't even know why they don't produce them anymore because they don't, you know, with the whole dr- area for your drinks and area to put your cutlery in. And it's just so useful, you know. And it's like I feel the same way about pantries in houses, you know. I don't know whether you have them in the I States. Would, but well, some people do. I would love to yeah, have one. They used to have, they used to like, used to be a standard thing in houses that you would have a pantry and then everything would go in it. And I'm like, why do they not build houses with pantries? anymore but they don't you know it's one of those things taken over with the advent of the fitted kitchen so right no that's so true yeah nowhere to store things everything became sleek and new and also the pieces of furniture there's a reason that they've lasted so long is that they're so well made you know so well made and um they've lasted 50 60 years and they're still going strong so there's a reason for that and it's because they made them so well um nowadays they just you know whip them out quickly and stick them in the in the department stores and that's it. And they're about seven times as much. So, yeah. <laughs> right. And everything's so disposable. And and I know we've talked about this many times, but I was just thinking of this in the context of furniture, how when you used to buy a TV, it was built into a piece of furniture. There was oh. a sense of permanence and investment. And now it's, you know, we're lucky. I think Xandra was mentioning the other day that she needs a new TV, that they're having issues with it. And she's like, Mm. it's only five years old. And her husband's like, that's ancient for a piece of technology (laughs) now. And I know something else Mm. that, that we really wanted to talk about today too, is how unbelievably gorgeous your kitchen is. And oh, thank you. We, we're, yeah, we're, we're in love that you went bold with color and we're in love with the carpet that you put in. And one of the things I, I love, I don't want to tell your whole story, but that I that I love is that you moved into the space and it was a fairly new kitchen. Oh, uh, yeah, it and, was brand new, actually. Right, so, right. So tell us what you did. So... <laughs> We came, we bought this house. We moved up from, we we live in the north of England in York, um, but we've only lived here for three years. So we moved up um, and we stayed um, in a rented house for a while. And then we bought this house, which was built in 1759. It's like super old. Um, And the guy who owned it before us had totally redone it inside. Um, And he'd put in brand new kitchen units. Um, The tiles were new. The oven was new. Everything was new. Um, I had wall units. And we came in and it was a beautiful kitchen, you know. (laughs) It was lovely. And people would come around and say, oh, it's my dream kitchen. I go, do you know what? It's really nice. I do really like it. But it's not me. It doesn't have me about it. It's not. If I were to put my own kitchen into a house, then, um, then I would... I would not put this kitchen in. Right. right. <laughs> so um, I said to my husband that I really wanted to change it. And he's like, well, there's no way in hell that I'm going to buy a new kitchen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Obviously, because this is right. a brand new house and it's a brand new kitchen. So I said, okay, I'll do it on a budget. And so I did. I set myself a budget of £1,500. And um, actually, I managed to get, I did it for a lot less than that because he, he took the wall units off. Um, and we sold them on eBay, you know, good old eBay, sold them on eBay. Um, we took the handles off, sold them on eBay. You know, every, everything was sourced reasonably. 
Um, and I had the uh, I had the shelves made by a local timber yard instead of like having some a, a carpenter come and make them. I, I did it sort of on the cheap, and then I had someone fit them. So I managed to do the whole lot. I think it, all in all, it cost me about thirteen hundred pounds. Um, and that includes the rug and everything. So it's really great. One of the things we love about this story is that you had the, the you were fearless in the in the notion that it's a perfect kitchen, but it's not me, so I'm ripping it out. And I, I, I mean, most people wouldn't do that. They would feel guilty. They would feel pressured to keep it and everything. So how did you? How, I mean, what made you decide that you, well, you were going to do it? I just, well, you know, I spend, I'm sure that we're all the same. I've got three children. I spend a huge majority of my time in the kitchen, in the kitchen right, right. <laughs> a lot of it, you know, and this is our dream kitchen. This was like a kitchen we've always wanted. It had a big breakfast bar in it mm-hmm. um, and it was perfect. And so I was in there, I would say probably at least 50% of my time making packed lunches and, you know, cooking dinner and stuff. So it, it needed to be the way I wanted it. So I felt that justified it because I spend so much time and this is how I justified it to my husband is that I spend lots and lots of time here and it needs to be, I've made the rest of my house um, reflect my personality and the way I like to decorate and I want my kitchen to to be the same because it's the place where I spend the most time. And I didn't really feel guilty because, you know, I eBayed it, you know, <laughs> it's got, it's gone. It's all, you know, in, in the, in the name of recycling, it's gone off to a new home. Well, your, your kitchen, like the rest of your house is very eclectic. And a lot of people, when they see homes that are eclectic, they love them. And then they have trouble reproducing them in their own homes because, eclectic sometimes can mean just a crazy mess and yeah so how do how do you how do you approach that how do you how do you help people how do I minimize myself you mean no. <laughs> how do I stop myself from like putting a million things in my house um well my husband would totally disagree with that because he says I will be buying things all the time which I am but one thing that I do do is I move everything around a lot. So I'm a really transient. I've always been quite transient. Joe and I have had like nine houses since we've been together. And um, I was brought up abroad in Hong Kong and I'm quite transient. So I'm the same with my furnishings. I don't like anything being the same in the same place for too long. So I think that I'm constantly restyling whole areas. And that's what stops it from being too cluttered because I'm always looking at it and moving it and changing it and that stops it I think from having that total just looking like you've piled a load of I know I know what you mean because I see places you know that that are slightly similar to that where I just it's like you've piled a load of stuff in the corner that you don't know where else to put it so I try because I'm moving everything around all the time this is a simple but a great tip I mean to to think that it's really about that because if you are moving things around, that means you're touching them. You have to decide, okay, is this going in the basement for storage? Is this going in the trash? Is this, you know, do I want to move it somewhere? So the fact that you have to touch every item and move it around, I think is such a great way of dealing with clutter. Yeah, I think so. Another thing I did when we moved into this house um, is I, so over the, I've been with my husband for 17 years and we, when we, you know, when we first got together, we just went and bought an old load of pine furniture, you know, and over the years I've sort of kept it and like, oh, I don't really like it. And so when we moved into this house, I was really ruthless and I basically just eBayed or gum or free cycled everything that I didn't actually like. 
which people went, oh, that's so terrible. You're getting rid of a coffee table or you're getting rid of all your wardrobes. And I'm like, but do you know what? I don't really like them that much. Yeah. And I think that I'm intending to stay in this house for a long time and I want everything in the house to be stuff that I like. Yes. So I was really ruthless and I, I got rid of every single item that I didn't like. Yes. Um, and doesn't that feel great? I mean, now when you look yeah. around, you love everything that your eyes I love rest everything. On. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And I move it from room to room and then I only buy new things. I mean, I can honestly say that I would... I would say 80% of my house at least has got to be from thrift stores and charity shops or from eBay recycled. I mean, literally. And But what I also do is if if I get bored of something, then I will... I'll eBay it and then I'll buy something else. <laughs> so it's constant. It's that whole change mentality. Now it's it's not cluttered because it's only got things that I really love in it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. And that act of moving everything around on yeah. a regular basis allows you to, to see it again. I mean, we've talked about this many times, but we mm. we just we stop seeing the things in our homes and then we don't get to enjoy them. And then there's no assessment over time as to whether or not that thing still holds meaning to us. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, and I do that with pictures actually with, with pictures for the wall too, you know, move them around all the time. Cause you look at it in a different way. You move it to a different part of the house and it just becomes different. Absolutely. Um, put it on a, a wall that's painted a different color or uh-huh, yeah. put it in a collection or have it now stand on its own instead. And, and you really do get to enjoy things in a new light. Yeah, my husband and my children go mad though because they'll like come home from school and they're like, where has this gone? They came home once and I'd actually swapped an entire room around. So I changed the dining room into the sitting room and the sitting room into the dining room. And they're like, what have you done? I love that though because I think, you know, I mean, not all of us have homes that can that have rooms that could be switched, yeah. but sometimes uh-huh. we do. And, mm. you know, why not? Yeah, why? I was, I was trying to keep myself from saying that, but <laughs> we say that so often that why not? I mean, I what's going to happen? I mean, worst case scenario, a few mm. days down the line, you could switch the two rooms back. I mean, Absolutely. nothing has happened. Uh, it's so true. I did it with my sofa at the weekend. I moved my sofa to a different position of the room. And then the next day, I came and switched switch it back in <laughs> I just you know it's just you try you have to try what's the point yes, of you have to you know, try give it a bash. exactly all right. Mm. Well, so before we before we go, we, this has been so much fun. Um, but we we want to be conscious of of your time. So I, I have to ask you about this wallpaper. Um, it's sort of got hot pink in it with some, I would say, palm fronds that are black, gray, white. Yeah, gold. I love it. I'm mad Where about that. I have get a t- that proper wallpaper passion. Oh. In my in our previous house, I put. Do you know Cole and Son, who yes. are the wallpaper producers? Yeah, they're called Cole and Son, and they're a British wallpaper producers, and they've produced for many many years beautiful wallpapers. And I've always bought their papers for my home. And in the previous house, I had one. You've probably seen it. It's um. Uh, it's called trees and it's gray and white and black and it's just trees going up you know it's very basic but very beautiful so I've always been obsessed with the wallpaper and we moved here and I was like I need wallpaper and I haven't I haven't finished yet with the wallpaper either I'm still on a roll with the wallpaper but this was my first wallpapering area so uh I wanted something that would connect we have quite a big hallway so I needed something that would connect the hallway which one part of it which is white and the other part of it which is um downpipe which is a very dark gray so this wallpaper just picked out both those colors plus gold and it's called um it's called deco palm 
So uh, it's I absolutely love it. And people walk in and they're always like, oh, it's amazing. But, you know, it's just anybody can put wallpaper. And then I get people commenting on my Instagram going, oh, my husband wouldn't like the pink. And I'm like, really? Why are you even asking him? (laughs) (laughs) Just just put the pink up. He'll never know. But yeah, I love it. no, That's my great. husband just goes along with it. He likes it. He generally likes everything that I put up, but he does really like that wallpaper. And it, it, it's like having, you know, I said it in my blog before, investing in really good quality wallpaper is like investing in a piece of artwork because it's it's a picture for your wall. You know, you just don't get bored of it. That's the, the one thing that I really feel that it's worth spending money on is That's wallpaper because yeah. it's, you know, it's it's there and it looks amazing and it can transform a space, just completely transform a space. Oh, it's such a, it's a big wow moment in your home and it's, it's awesome. Thank so, you so much. Yes, Thanks. Yes. I'm glad well, you like it. Yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you so much. Oh, it's lovely to speak to you. Thank you so much for asking me. Yes, oh, absolutely. Too, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. If you've liked what you've heard, we'd really appreciate if you take a moment to rate us on iTunes. And if you'd like more fearless decorating ideas from Little Yellow Couch, sign up for our newsletter at littleyellowcouch.com and you'll receive our free e-magazine called Five Ways to Decorate with Books. Connection, style, substance. That's Little Yellow Couch. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.